Good morning once again, everyone. Greetings in the name of Jesus today. We greet New Life Christian Assembly and anyone else that may be visiting. We welcome you to our service this morning. Uh, good morning, Stacy. Good morning. Uh, once again, we are in we are in the sanctuary. Um, reminds me of a story in the Bible uh, that we've been looking at for a couple of weeks here. Uh, Exodus chapter thirty-three. Moses and Joshua left the congregation and went into the temple, the, the, uh, the tent of meeting. They, they kind of left the crowd to go into the holy place where the Lord was. And so I know that you're not here in the building per se, but I want to encourage everyone to set aside this time. We're going to worship God. This is, you know, this is game day. This is, this is what we do. This is what Christians do. We set aside time to worship the Lord. It's, it's better when we could gather together, we put aside that time. But if you're home, if you're somewhere driving or you're in a park, wherever you are, and you're online watching this, consecrate the time. This is our time to get away from the hustle and bustle, to get alone with God and just to worship the Lord and uh, to hear his voice as well. So I'm going to pray and then uh, Stacy will lead us in some worship. So pray with me real quickly if you can. Dear Lord God, thank you for this day. Lord, this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Holy Spirit, come, receive our praises, Lord, and begin to speak back to our heart today as we pour out our love to you. Let your will be done during this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, church. I'm so happy that you're worshiping here with us. Right now, I want to remind you um, that if the feed drops or the broadcast is interrupted for any reason, just go back to New Life Haverhill's Facebook page, and we will be right back up and running um, in, a, in a moment. So go ahead, you can go ahead and do that if the broadcast is interrupted. I want to encourage you, like Pastor said, to intentionally worship the Lord with us, just like if you were here in the building. Um, that might mean standing up, clapping your hands, lifting your hands. I want to encourage you to be present with us and with the Lord during this time. All right? All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you, you go um, where we can't go, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you move outside of buildings, Father. We thank you that you love the church, and we are the church, Father. So I ask that you come now, Lord, in your mighty name mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you.
Oh 
Lord. Come on, let's sing amen together. blessing in your favor over our children and their children over our hearts father we just ask you holy spirit to move thank you lord we thank you that you are for us mightiest king yet close father and friend hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus let the king of my heart be the mountain where i run the fountain i drink from oh he is my song let the king of my heart be the shadow where i hide ransom for my life oh he is my song you are good Never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down. You're 
worship a little longer, church.
Thank you, Jesus. It is well. It is well. Come on, maybe you have to remind yourself this morning. Through it all, it is well with you, Father. No matter the circumstance, no matter what we're feeling, we can feel all the feels, but underneath it all, we thank you, Father, that it is well with you. It is well because of you. Hallelujah. We thank you for the the unsettledness, Lord, gone in your name. We thank you for peace. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. You're so good. Man, we serve a God who meets us in the deepest, darkest, and we serve a God who moves in the supernatural. So if you are believing for a miracle this morning, I want to take a minute and pray for you. If you are believing for things that, man, they seem so impossible, um, you're in the right place. Uh, We serve a God who moves in making impossible things possible. We serve a God who hears us and sees us. We serve a God who heals and frees us. So this morning, wherever you are, if you have a need, I want you to begin to um, bless the Lord with praise and ask him to meet you in that need. I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to worship a little bit longer. Father, I thank you that you are the God who indeed sees and hears us, that you are not a faraway Um, distant king, but you are up close, loving father. I thank you, Lord, that because of your, the beautiful gift of your son, Jesus, who bore the weight of the world in death and then rose again because of his blood, we can, um, with confidence come into your throne room. We can with confidence ask for healing in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for those that right now need a touch in their bodies or in their minds, Lord. I pray that you go and begin to move on their behalf right now, Lord. I pray for those that are believing for impossible situations to be turned around. I pray that you begin to move on their behalf, Lord. I pray for those that are believing for someone else to find you in a fresh new way. Go, Lord. I pray, Father, for those of us that are tired, that are weary. I pray that you be the lifter of our heads. I thank you, Lord, for seeing and hearing. I thank you, Lord, for the state of our country, the state of our nation. I thank you, Father, for our leaders. I pray blessing upon blessings on them. I pray that they will have ears to hear your voice. Go where we can't, Lord. Go where we can't. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to worship a little bit longer, church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. a moment when the lights went out when death had claimed its victory the king of love had given up his life the darkest day in history there are cross they made for sinners for every curse his blood atones one final breath and it was finished (laughs) but not the end we could have known for the earth began 
were saved and healed and freed. The only name by which we're restored, we're redeemed, defender of my heart, lover of my soul. All hail King Jesus. mightiest name, the sweetest name, the most beautiful, most wonderful name, the most powerful name. We love you, Lord. We love your presence. Thank you for being with us. Hallelujah. Thank you for meeting with us. Praise your God. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. Stacy, we've got to pray right now. This reminds me of another song we sing, Mighty to Save. We serve a Savior that's mighty to save. And so if, you're, if you have some loved ones, some family members, friends that are not yet walking with the Lord, we've, we've just been singing about King Jesus. He's the Savior, and He wants to save. So I'm going to lift up uh, those in our families and those that we love that they would have an awakening, just like we had some time ago. And a few other things as well. So join with me uh, in prayer, just for a moment. Lord God, we come before you, and we thank you, Lord, that we could sing to our, our loving Savior. The Savior of the world is my personal Savior. And so we love you, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your mercy today. Father, we want to pray for all of those in our families, our loved ones, our sons and daughters, our parents, our aunts and uncles, our cousins, and people that are close to us. We pray, our brothers and sisters, we pray, Lord, that the same Holy Spirit that moved upon our lives would begin to move upon each other life in, this, in a similar way. That, Lord, we would find, uh, we would hear praise reports coming from all over the country, all over the world, perhaps, that so-and-so's son or daughter, somebody uh, gave their life to Jesus. We pray for that, Lord, right now. We pray that you would move, Lord, and that, that people that we love would respond in a positive way to your wooing them into a relationship with you. So thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, we also want to pray for our brother Billy Kitteridge this morning. Thank you, Lord. He made it through that surgery, triple bypass, last Friday, a week ago, Friday. And uh, he's recovering. He's got some little complications. But Lord God, we know that you are able, Lord, to heal, to mend, to fix what's going on there. Uh, Kill any infection, Lord, and let him be able to get home this week, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the medical team working with him. We pray blessings over them as well. Um, And we just pray, Lord, that, uh, that all would be safe. We pray for Doreen to sense your Holy Spirit in a very special way at this time. Father, we pray for our dear sister, Maria Velez Aquino, that will be traveling to Puerto Rico this coming week. 
uh, to care for her mom who's sick. We pray for healing for the mom, safe travels for, the, for Maria and family that is going. Let them be a, let them be a great uh, sense of joy and help to the family down there in Puerto Rico. And Lord, when it's time, bring them all back home up here safely. Lord, we pray for anyone that may be struggling with the COVID-19 uh, virus uh, in our church, in our community. We pray, Lord, for healing of anyone that has it. We pray for protection over anyone that's quarantined right now. They were exposed to it. But we pray, Lord, that there'll be no more cases of it. And we pray that we'll get on with our lives here in this community and all over the, wor- all over the country and all over the world. We pray, Lord, a special prayer over the nursing homes where we heard there were so many cases of the COVID-19. We pray, Lord, for healing and restoration. We pray for the workers to be protected and those that are there to be healed if they've been exposed to it. So, Lord, we give you thanks and praise. Lord, it's so good to be in your presence today. We welcome you here, Lord, to minister powerfully by your spirit this morning. We love you and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Well, let me just get situated here. And I want to greet you all again in the name of Jesus. Uh, Good to have you all uh, tuned in today. Uh, If you would, hit your share button uh, so we can spread the word that uh, we're we're live and on the air. Of course, people can watch our our services later in the day. Uh, They're all recorded and put on our, our webpage and our YouTube page. Uh, please feel free to contact us if we could be of any help to you in any way at this time for prayer, for resources, for food. Uh, we would love to be able to have that opportunity to minister to you uh, during this time. Uh, several people have been asking, uh, when are we going to get back together? That's a good question. Uh, we're in close contact with our Assembly of God district. Um, now, our district uh, is comprised of three different states. Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island, and each state has their own set of uh, protocol. So we're waiting to hear from Governor Baker. I believe tomorrow he'll be speaking and giving us some direction. Uh, We're also speaking with our our superintendent of the Assemblies of God here in southern New England, our Reverend uh, Nick Furtado. So we're in close contact with people that are making these decisions, and uh, we will go along Uh, with the plan as soon as we know what the plan is. So that's why it's so important for you to stay in touch with us, either through email, Facebook, um, our webpage, or through our YouTube page or whatever. Uh, Stay in touch with us for the latest information. At this time, I want to give you some information about our youth group. Um, Our youth group uh, is, is functioning well with uh, Zoom meetings. I think there was one meeting with social distancing. We saw it out in the parking lot about a week ago. All these young people about six or ten feet apart. It looked, it looked pretty cool, actually. But I appreciate them being you know, conscious of that. But um, our brother Tim McCall has uh, assumed the responsibilities of our youth uh, leadership. Uh, the youth ministry is called The Forge, by the way. Uh, thank you, Paul and Dulce Cortez, for your ministry with the youth for many months. And now the baton has been passed to our brother Tim. And uh, we have a special video we want to share with you regarding youth ministry at New Life Christian Assembly. Oh, oh, you talking to me? Listen, I'm talking to you. Tim's in the outside. I was going to say Tim's in the building, but 
I'm outside enjoying the weather. Um, it's a little windy out here, but I love it, man. It's warm, it's fresh. Just breathe it in. Oh, but listen, I'm going to give you a quick scripture. Proverbs 16 and 9. Uh, a man's heart plans his ways, but but the Lord directs his uh, steps. Um, sometimes I was doing my own ways. I was doing my own thing, and um, it was not going so well. It was definitely not going so well because I didn't allow God to really fully uh, direct my path and direct my steps. So when I allowed God to direct my steps, everything was so smooth. I see my purpose. I see my growth. I seen things open it up for me. So that is a good thing. So God is transitioning me into a youth leader position. So I'm the youth uh, leader group of the Forge. Yep, the Forge is like a family. Um, we love the Lord, we dissect the Bible, we learn about the Bible, but we also interact. We do a lot of um, um, youth conventions, so we go, we do that. We did that one, uh, we did one this year, but it was awesome, it was in Prov uh, Providence. But um, it was a blessful thing, just uh, getting the youth rallied up and and it just it just builds us up as a team, man. Um, like I said, man, we're, we, we sharpen each other and God gave, uh, placed something in my heart where I allow youth to really, uh, teach the word, but it's also a blessful thing because they're growing at the same time. So, um, all you youth out there, if you don't have nothing to do, come on board and listen, man, <laughs> the doors are open. Come on. We don't shun nobody away. Come on. You guys are welcome. You know, 12 to 18, but, um, but yeah, man, we just having fun. Like I said, we just having fun and we love the Lord. And, um, this is the forge, you know, the birds are chirping, you know, sun is out. Enjoy that weather. Okay. Enjoy it. And, um, I'm out. See you later. God bless. Hi, I'm Danica, and The Forge Youth Ministry is like a family to me. I have been part of the youth group for many years now, and it's been a blessing and honor to see youth come and go as they grow spiritually, mentally, physically, in God. It's been, everyone has been a huge blessing to myself and seeing everyone reach their full potential. Hi, I'm Denisa from um, the Forge Youth Group. And um, what I like about Youth Group is that we understand like everything that um, they talk about and like it's relatable. We can relate to the things that they say and like do that stuff in our life at the moment, so. I'm Will and the Forge Youth Group has great fellowship, games, and it's always a great time. And most importantly, everyone's growing and getting closer to God and studying the Bible together. Hi, my name is Maurice uh, from the Forge Youth Group. And what I like about it is that they're very nice and they're always there to support us wherever we need them. And yeah. And I'm Gianni. The thing I like about the Forge is I get to make friends with other Christians like myself. The thing I like about the Forge is that it gives me an opportunity to make friends with other Christians and also makes everybody go fun. God, God bless. bless you. My name is Sierra, and what I like about the Forge Group is the atmosphere, how we get to go on trips 
and how the um it's all positive vibes. Hi, my name is Olivia, and let me tell you why the 4G group is great. We get to learn the word together, enjoy fun times with much laughter, and watch everyone grow. We get to grow connections with our peers, and we have learned a hard work, work ethic by fundraising to go to the youth convention, which I'm sure we'll do again next year. And I'm still amazed by you. Well, good morning, church. It's Pastor Bill here, and um, thank you, Tim, for that, that excellent video. I watched that yesterday, and I was blessed by that. And uh, for the youth, I, I was just so blessed to see youth that are just engaged, engaged with it. And um, thank you also, Danica, for your help also. And um, if, any, if you know any youth or you, uh, any youth that are watching today that want to get involved, just reach out to us, reach out to Tim, um, and um, we'll get you connected. But um, definitely... Um, strong leadership in a good knit group so well i want to go i'm here for the offering today and i just wanted you know it's just through this time you know my question is who do we trust what do we trust in and that's what the lord was putting on my heart is what are we trusting what are we looking at what are we seeing and you know and and um for for myself we look at cars, we look at houses, we look at different things in life. We look at the media, we look at the government, we look at so many things, so many things happening. That can all change. That can all be taken from us. That can all be, be destroyed. But you know what? There's one thing that can't be taken from us. That is the Lord. We have a firm foundation. We have a solid rock that we stand on. And that's where we should put our focus on through this time. And it led me to the scripture of Matthew, in Matthew 6, starting in verse 19. Do not store up your treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let our hearts be focused on what really matters. Even though everything's going on, we know that we have a good God. We know that we have one who, who will protect us, who has blessings from us that nobody can take. Think about the blessings the Lord has for you. Nobody can take those blessings. He is sovereign. He will do what he wants to do with those blessings, and he will bless. So and let us just keep our eyes on him and focus on him through this time. And know that he, ha- you know, that he is in control. So... Um, Today, um, I want to first of all thank everybody who's been sending their offerings in and uh, bringing them here to the church or doing it online. It has been a blessing to all of us because we see the, the Lord's work just continues. People continue to give and the Lord's work continues to move forward. And we thank you for that. We thank you for these opportunities to minister to you this way. But um, let's pray over the offering today. And again, if you want to give, get, send your offering, you can send it over here to the church at 966 Main Street or go on the website and choose the giving tab and, um, and give it through, through our line. Or you can contact one of us to bring your offerings and uh, have uh, some way of tra- transferring them over. But um, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, for... Um, I thank you for the faithfulness of this body faithfulness of these people, Lord. I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. What a blessing it is, Lord. 
You provide no matter what, Lord. You do. You provide. You provide blessings, Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord. I just pray through this time, Lord. You just, let us stay strong. Let us, you know, the word says, stay still and know that I am God. That I am sovereign. That I am in control, Lord. We know you are in control, Lord. I just pray, Lord Jesus, that we can stand firm with you through this time, Lord Jesus. And, let, and, and just keep our focus on heavenly things. On our salvation. On, on you. On who you are. And that you are faithful, Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord, in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. See you soon. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Bill. I want to take a minute to wish my wife a happy birthday, Pamela. I know it's not today, it's tomorrow, but uh, happy birthday to Pamela, uh, my best friend, my wife of many years. And uh, Pamela, we appreciate you so much and all that you do for the church, all that you do for our family. So happy birthday to you. I'll see you in a little while. We'll have a little celebration and we'll celebrate tomorrow as well. Uh, I wanted to remind everyone to join us tonight at 6 for our hour of prayer, interactive prayer. Uh, Sign on the same way that you did now. Uh, We'll be with you on Tuesday and Thursday at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, 12 to 1230. Wednesday night, Bible study at 7. And uh, there's other meetings as well with Zoom meetings with our men's ministry, women's ministry, uh, Nexus ministry, uh, youth ministry, our kids' ministries every night at 7. also at 1 o'clock on Sunday. So stay connected with us, and um, we just want to make sure we're in fellowship as best we can at this time. Well, we have a very special speaker this morning, uh, Stacy Amendola Johnson. Uh, was um, After high school, went to a master's commission out in Phoenix, Arizona, under the tutelage of Tommy Barnett and the master's commission ministry. She also uh, went to Worcester State uh, College, where she pursued a degree in art. She's married to her husband, Dan. They have four children. And Stacy is the leader of our sisterhood ministry, our women's ministry. She's also the leader of our worship team. And uh, she is our social media person. I don't know what else to call it, but she directs all the social media. And uh, more importantly than that, she's our daughter, (laughs) And uh, we're very pleased with her, so happy uh, how the Lord has moved in her life and how she has allowed the Lord to move in her life uh, for many, many years. So if you can, uh, clap your hands and give give Stacy Amendola Johnson a warm welcome as she comes to share the word this morning. God bless you. I hear your applause, church. Thank you. I I don't want to do anything, but can I push this down a little? Hi, church. How are you? I am so happy to have this opportunity to share the word with you. Um, Thank you, Pastor Pop. I never take it lightly when I have this opportunity. It is a privilege and an honor. like, like Pastor said, um, if you don't know me, I'm married to Dan, who um, is wonderful. And we've been married for almost 16 years. We have um, an 18-year-old, Aaliyah, who is in the military. She's um, pursuing a degree in the medical fields right now in North Carolina. We're very proud of her. And then our three um, together, little ones at home, Ava, who's 10 in fourth grade, um, Jack is nine in third grade, and Ella is eight in second grade. Um, 
So like all of you, we have been home. I have the privilege of working from home anyway, um, and we have been managing remote learning together, me and my little ones. It's been great. I've been learning a lot about fourth grade math. It's terrible. And um, I guess they write a lot of essays in fourth grade. I don't remember that, but I'm, I'm learning a lot. Um, thankfully, third grade and second grade I've uh, got a handle on so far. I don't know what's going to happen next year. Um, anyway, I just wanted to, I, I want to pray, and then I want to just um, take this next time and impart to you what the Lord has been doing in my life. Um, I'm actually going to take my glasses off because I see a glare. So let's pray. Bow your heads with me. Father, we love you. We love you so much. We are so thankful for you, Lord. We are so blessed by you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the promise of eternal life. We thank you that you have given us your word, which is living which speaks to us so clearly. We thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit who moves on our behalf, who is our comforter and our guide. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to come now. Meet me here. Meet the church wherever they are, Father. Give us ears to hear your voice so clearly. We, we just love you. We just want to hear from you. We want to be with you. We want to enter into communion with you, intimacy with you, Father. So I ask that you come right now and anoint this time. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that you have your Bible with you. It is church. Come on, guys. Um, so go and get your Bible if you don't have it. Um, in Around Christmas time, I had been praying about a word for a new year, like I do every year. Some of us make New Year's resolutions. Um, some of us pick a word. I know some of you do it. Um, in the past, my words have been abundance and extravagance, um, detail, Design all these great words. And this year I was having a hard time. And, you know, there's nothing special or, like, there's no magic formula. It's just kind of I wait to hear from the Lord and um, kind of use that word to uh, pray with intention as I move into a new year. Um, and this year the words that I were, was hearing were, were like, wait, quiet, um, still. And I, I wasn't really feeling that. Like, I wanted, like, adventure, excitement, new heights, deeper waters. Like, I, I was looking for that kind of thing. But the Lord just kept speaking stillness over me. And um, finally, the, I just kept hearing the Lord say, sacred. And so I began to just focus on the word, that word, sacred. Like, what does it mean to be sacred? What is sacred? It is holy. It is special. It is set apart. It is intentional time. And um, right around that same time, I got, I got a gift card from a friend um, for a bookstore. And I was looking for a book. I have so many books um, that are yet to be read, just piles of them. And uh, I was really looking for something that would just aid my daily devotion time. And I saw a hardcover. I actually bought the book because I liked the cover. And it was the exact price of the gift card. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I was intrigued by it, so I bought it. It's called Every Moment Holy. And I got, it came on New Year's Eve. I opened it on New Year's morning. I had no idea that it was, in fact, a book of liturgies. If you are, um, go to church with me, you might not be familiar with what a liturgy is. Um, if you attend a Catholic church or a more traditional church, then you probably are. And you are so blessed because I've been missing out on liturgies for a long time in my life. Um, a liturgy is a written prayer that is written um, with the intention for us to respond. Um, so someone says the prayer, and then there's a time for a response. And let me tell you, if you know me, you know that I'm a free spirit. I'm barefoot right now. 
<laughs> um, I, I love my time with the Lord. I love my devotion time and my prayer time. Thankfully, I have learned, thanks to my husband, really. Um, he, we, we, when we met and got married, um, I had no idea that he was so opposite of me in that way. I'm a free spirit. He is the most disciplined man I have ever met in my life. He wakes up at the same time. He works out at the same time. He eats lunch at the same time. He kisses us goodbye in birth order. It works for him, though, and it's great for him. So I have learned, because I love him so much, and because he loves me and has embraced a little bit of my um, wild childness, um, I have learned to operate on a schedule. And then we had kids, and as you parents know, kids thrive on schedule. And so I have learned to kind of fit my free spiritness into a schedule. And it's been a blessing for me. Um, so, but as we were moving into 2020, I felt the Lord really uh, speak to me so clearly about discipline and the importance of sacred moments with him. So um, I, I was pleasantly surprised to find this book of liturgies. And I determined in my heart, okay, I'm going to add this to my personal prayer time. And I'm going to see what the Lord does. And let me tell you, I have been so blessed by... I was afraid that it would be too ritualistic or too scheduled or um, it wouldn't be life-giving. I was afraid that the written word would um, quench the spirit. But instead, in these moments of, and I mean, listen, my, since the stay-at-home time, my kids are home, my time with the Lord has changed a little bit, um, but I, I get my coffee, I, light my, I turn on my diffuser, I take, I set aside a certain amount of time and I, I read these liturgies every morning in addition to my reading the word and praying. And they have been, it has been life giving to me. I read the same liturgy every morning when I drink my coffee. Graham, if you're watching, I sent you the book. Remember? Have you read the one about morning coffee? It's so beautiful. It starts with, uh, move me, O Christ. Meet me, O Spirit. Mend me from yesterday. There's something so Tremendous about settling into a slow, sacred moment with the Lord. Like, I get it now. I, I get it, Lord. I get what you were trying to tell me. What I had before with the Lord was great. But as we moved into this new year, I had no idea what was going to come. But the magnitude and the importance of a slow, sacred, sweet time with Him has just cracked open my relationship with him in a brand new way. And I want to share that with you. And I want to invite you into the slow and the sacred. So that's the, the title of my message today. Slow, sweet, sacred, alternate title. Where are you resting? Um, and uh, we're going to go through the word together. Have you ever written uh, like a thank you note or a report or a graphic and you stared at it? And it's perfect, and you're ready to send it, and someone walks by and is like, oh, you spelled there wrong. Like, what? I've been looking at that for hours. How did I not see that? That happened to me the other day. I had a graphic up on my computer. I had been looking at it for two days. And my son walks by and, you know, did you mean to put two periods, and why is there spelled... I was like, what? I still couldn't see it. Even after he told me, I couldn't see it. Um, our brain, like, overcompensates for what we know, you know? Our brain knows, it knows what I was trying to write, because I, I wrote it. So somehow we don't see it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I wish you were here so I could see you nodding. Thank you, Pastor Bell. Um, that, that happens to me. And I realize that I, I've been a Christian my whole life. I've been in church my whole life. I've been reading the Word my whole life. I'm 40. Um, I realize that some of the 
verses that I know so well have become like that. I know them well enough that I can skip words. And I can, I mean, the first, do you remember the first verse you've ever learned? I remember it. Thank you, Mamala. Um, my brother and sister, I'm sure know it too. I bet if you tried, you could recite it. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Man, I can't, I, I could rattle that off in 10 seconds and like win a hundred bucks if there was a contest. No question. But do I know it? Do I really know it, or is it just words that have been floating around in my head for so long that I could just rattle it off to you? Um, I will say that that first line has saved me a lot of trouble because I do have a quick temper, and words are quick in my mouth, and so many times I say that instead of what I really want to say. Try it. I will bless the Lord at all times. That changes everything. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Done. Anything you wanted to say before that, can't. Uh, when I was growing up, my grandma Louisa, who is in heaven, um, had a long, skinny bookmark in her Bible, and it had um, the 23rd Psalm on it. And on the back was this like beautiful grass with little tiny sheep. I love to look at it and hold it. She always used to let me hold it during church. We sit next to each other. I loved it. It was um, a ritual for me in church. Open the Bible. Let me let me see your bookmark. My grandma Amandola, Grandma Dola. I think that you're watching. Um, I don't know if you remember, Graham, but in the spare bedroom, like the all-white room, against the mirror, there was a little card, like this big, and it had the 23rd Psalm. And on the back was a picture of Jesus, the shepherd, holding a lamb on his shoulders. And I have so many memories of coming to visit and running into that house to to go look at the card. I loved it. Um, In fact, I remember one time after we had moved to Massachusetts, we had gone back to visit, I couldn't find it but you had tucked it into your writing mat on your desk. And I loved looking for that and reading that. So this morning, we are going to talk about the 23rd Psalm. We're going to read it together. And I'm going to invite you into the slow, sweet, sacred, intimate moments with the Lord. Um, This Psalm, I know very well. It's familiar to most of us. It's the verses in this Psalm, there are six verses, are the top five most searched verses on Google. Um, This is a scripture that is recited often at gravesides, in church, it's on TV shows, Um, it is comforting in death, Um, songs are written about it, even a rap song, Gangster Paradise, come on. Um, it's so familiar. I think that even those, it, it's tattooed on bodies. It's one of the most tattooed scripture verses. Can you believe that? Um, I think that even people that don't know that God formed them with intentional grace, even people that don't know that Jesus Christ bore our sins, broke his body and spilled his blood on the cross for us, even those people that don't know that, they still know this psalm. Why? Because it's so personal. David, who wrote it, was um, a boy who was chosen over more qualified to be king. He was a boy who killed a a giant with nothing more than confidence. Um, He was a warrior. He was a friend. He was a straight sinner like us. He was a father. He was acquainted with grief. Um, with He had a lot of stress in his life, but he was a man after God's heart. And he wrote this psalm. This psalm to me is like the sun in my window on my all-white sheets. I love that. It's like my mom telling me my food was so good. It's like my dad's um, arm around my shoulder. It's meeting my husband's 
um, steady gaze across the room. You know, it's just like, it's good. It's familiar. It's so beautiful. Um, this word has mothered me and fathered me. It's comforted me. It's guided me in times of sorrow. Um, it's a liturgy. It's poetry. It's a song. And it's an invitation. Because while it certainly comforts us in death, it is so much more than that. Um, the Lord has just been breathing new life over it for me, and I hope for you as well today. Um, it is indeed an invitation to a new way to live. These six verses hold what we need to really walk into any room, anywhere in life. Um, they are a guide to how to live. Um, we sang... It is well with my soul. We sang, King of my heart. We sang, All hail King Jesus. I, I, I guess the Lord was uh, putting those in my spirit for this. I, I didn't consciously pick them, but um, we sang, All hail King Jesus, Lord of heaven and earth, Savior of the world. What happens if we really live like He is Lord of heaven and earth, like He is Savior of the world. What happens if we really, truly live like without any fear because He supplies all our needs, He's with us in the darkest? Um, what, what would happen if we actually moved, restored? The Word tells us He restores our soul. What would happen? Um, what would happen if we operated knowing that our cup was overflowing? Um, I want to read to you this psalm in two versions. Um, I know there are a lot of you that are wonderful theologians, and you have big thoughts on what version is the best. But I'm a 90s kid, and I'm going to read to you from the NIV. And I'm also going to read to you from the Passion Translation, which is a poetic version. Um, I, I don't recommend it for to replace your um, daily devotion, but it is a really beautiful um Translation to get a little different perspective or allow the Lord to speak to you in a little different way. So if you have your Bible, Psalm 23, I bet some of you have a bookmark in there. Um, let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley... I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I bet some of you are mouthing that along with me, right? Um, let's read it in the Passion. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. Hashtag that somebody, please. Lux love. I love it. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along the, his footsteps of righteousness so I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest, darkest, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely. You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight me. 
You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. And then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Amen. I feel like I could leave now, and that would be enough. The word is so good. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Um, will you come with me? Will you come with me and, and read this psalm in a new way? Maybe not. Maybe some of you have have downloaded this from the Lord already. But I want to I want to just go through verse by verse and allow the Lord to speak to us. The Lord is my shepherd, Jehovah Ra. The Lord my shepherd. Um, sheep are really cute and they run around the field you know but they're kind of dumb uh we like to bring our kids to the like dog herding um competitions have you ever done that um like the sheep are there in the field and the dog trainers come and they bring their dogs and over and over the dogs are released the sheep come out they run the same route dogs try to herd them into the corner we love it we think it's so fun um, but you watch these poor sheep over and over just doing the same thing over and over. Sheep need a shepherd. They need someone to lead them. It, without it, um, they wander. They fall off cliffs. They get into all sorts of trouble. Um, I hate to tell you this, but we are the sheep in this psalm. We're the dumb sheep that wander without a shepherd. We're the sheep that um, will go aimlessly without someone to lead us. Thankfully, we have the best shepherd. We have the Lord of all, King of kings, to lead us and guide us. He is the best father. He is um, the best king. Um, I think that most of our troubles arise when we forget who our shepherd is, when we forget who the Lord really is. Um, when we put our worries and our needs and our situation above how powerful he is. Um, the, the verse says, the Lord, is, the Lord is my shepherd, not the shepherd, not your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, right? Jehovah Ra, the Lord, my shepherd. I shall not want. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my protector. I shall not want. Doesn't mean it's all rainbows and sunshines with the Lord, Right? It does mean, though, that there is no want or need that is bigger or more impressive than the Lord of all, who is our shepherd, right? It's so simple, right? So It's so clear, yet we worry and we stress and we try to find our own path and we try to make things work in our own way. Why? When we have Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider, Jehovah Ra, the Lord, our shepherd, the greatest shepherd, Lord of all, who wants to um, shepherd us, provide everything we need, lead us, care for us, right? The, a good shepherd cares for his flock like their children. Um, it's a reflection on his character, how well he cares for his flock. We have the best shepherd. So, of course, he wants the best for us. Um, man, I was so convicted by, by the thought that I was wor- my worries, I was putting my, making my worries and my needs bigger than the Lord, Jesus Christ, our shepherd. Have you forgotten who is leading you? Have you forgotten who our shepherd is? He's good. He's kind. He's loving. But he is Lord of all. Sometimes we have to just remember um, our wants and our needs and our worries are not bigger than the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Um, why do we lack? Sometimes I think that we lack because we, we actually misunderstand what what is going on in our life. We misunderstand. Um, sheep don't strive. There's no like alpha pack order with sheep. They're just all the same, running around, um, waiting for the shepherd to lead them. We even in the church, tend to um, want to make things happen. You know, under, the, under God's covering, of course. But man, what if we just stopped? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? Because he gives us good things. Because he takes care of all of our little needs, big or small. He is the shepherd, and he is Lord of all. Amen. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Um, Another name for God is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. Um, So I have have three kids at home. They're wild and crazy and wonderful. Um, I like them like that. But, um, you know, it's always when Dan comes home from work that they're like the wildest and the craziest. You know what I mean? No matter what I do, I've tried everything. I try all the things. I mean, prepping them, giving them a snack. It doesn't matter. As soon as he comes in the door, it's like, Um, Dan is, if you know my husband, you know he's like the strong, silent type. Um, He's quiet, but uh, he has this knack for um, noticing when which one of our kids is about to like straight lose it. And I will be in the, normally when he comes home, I'm getting dinner. The kids are just like, it's a free-for-all. I'm trying to remind them that daddy worked all day and keep it down. Um, But all of a sudden, without fail, I'll... I'll hear, I'll hear quiet. And I know that if I peek around the corner, I'll see Dan's not talking, he's not yelling, he's not telling them to do anything. What he is doing is holding them real close. Right? He's a big, strong guy, and something happens when he pulls our kids close. Me too. He pulls them close, and you can just see their body relax and rest, right? That all craziness of, of one second ago that I could not control suddenly just melts away. And they just sit there for a minute, and then we're ready. We're ready for dinner, and I'm just, like, amazed at this, like, magical moment with Daddy. But it's because he's so strong, and he's so safe, and he's so comfortable. Like, when he holds them tight, it's just like, it's the best. You know what I'm talking about? That's what the Lord is for us. It, the word tells us he leads us, he makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. The Lord our peace. Man, we don't have to look for peace. He provides it. We don't have to try to make peace. I, was, I try to make the peace, right? But no, Dan just, Daddy just comes in and swoops in, and it's a big, tight hug, I mean, and peace. Why? Because he brings it to the kids. He provides it. The Lord provides our peace. We don't have to strive for it. We don't have to look for it. We don't have to run to do it. We don't have to make it on our own. Um, the Passion says, um, he offers a resting place to, for me in his luxurious love. I love, I cannot tell you how much I love that, 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 those words. Luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace. Man, I want to go there, right? Don't you want to go there? Don't you want to be there? Well, our shepherd who is so good, who leads us like the sheep that we are wandering aimlessly, he leads us right to that safe place. He pulls us right in. We don't have to search for it. We don't have to make it our own. We don't have to find it. We just let him lead us there. Um, 
This reminds me of a really beautiful song um, by Callie Hethenjall, uh, if you want to look it up later, Oasis. Um, it's really good, and it talks about how, um, like water from a rock, he restores our soul. He, he is the oasis within us. He is the peace inside of us. It is not affected by what's going on all around. Man, there could be two kids screaming, crying, but one kid safe in daddy's arms, totally at peace. It doesn't matter anymore. All the troubles are gone. The oasis of peace is within you. He is within you, and he leads us there. We don't have to do it on our own. The enemy wants nothing more than to steal our peace. I was thinking about this, and I know as believers, I'm, I'm talking to the church today. Um, as believers, man, you know, things of the flesh are are a temptation, right? Um, sins of our past are a temptation, but sometimes as we grow in the Lord, those those temptations kind of fade. We, we get a handle on that. We know what we need to do to protect ourselves from those things, right? And that's when the enemy get, begins to move in a different way. Um, he wants to steal your peace. He wants to tell you that it's not for you. He wants you to be lost. Um, the next vert line says, he restores my soul. The enemy has no place where the shepherd leads you. He can't go there. He can't come close to it. That oasis of peace, those still waters. I, when, I, when I read, he makes me lie, lie down in green pastures, I picture the most beautiful, lush, green grass. We are trying to grow grass in our backyard. We've been trying for years. It does not grow. Dan, you've worked really hard. I mean, this year we kind of threw in the towel. But in the past, we've tried really hard. My husband has tried really hard. And it starts to come, but it just does not It does not stay. Um, can you picture, think of maybe your favorite place, the greenest grass, where it's just lush and rich. You know the soil is fertile. Things are growing there. That's where the Lord wants to lead you. That's where he wants to speak with you and meet you in those places, that rich, fertile ground, that water that restores your soul. Um, the word restore um, is I love because it just means bringing back together, taking it, taking whatever is broken or old or tired and restoring it to its original magnificence. Um, when the word uses the says soul, it means our whole being. Whatever you know of souls, just put that out of your mind and just think. The Lord is talking about your whole being. He wants to restore all of you. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, in that beautiful place where he is our shepherd and he is leading us, in that rich soil, in that oasis of peace, that want, that life-giving water, he restores our soul. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer, um, through grace. We are made whole, right? The word tells us that when we come to Christ, we are a new creation. Man, the enemy wants you to search for peace without ever finding it. The enemy wants you to dwell in shame and remember who you were apart from Christ. The enemy wants you to be sleepy. He wants you to... Have you ever taken a nighttime allergy pill by accident? I have. This happened to me not that long ago. It was the longest day of my life. I usually buy the same brand, but it's allergy season. It's really bad. And I just kind of reached for one. And I couldn't figure out why I just could not get it together the whole day. And finally, I, re- I looked at, what did I take this morning? Nighttime allergy relief. The whole day until bedtime, I was foggy. I was cloudy. I, did, I tried everything. I drank a ton of water. I drank coffee. I had some sugar. I had celery juice. 
wasn't great. Um, I could not get it together. That's what the enemy wants to do to you, to the church, to believers. He wants us dull. He wants us searching for peace mindlessly, endlessly. He wants us um, to remember who we are who we were before Christ. He doesn't want us to walk in restoration. He doesn't want us to walk in wholeness with the Lord. He doesn't want our soul to be well, right? He wants it tired, sleepy, foggy, just like that allergy pill. Um, I want to tell you, church, to wake up today, to wake up and realize that the shepherd that we follow is Lord of all. And he leads us in the richest soil. He walks us through the life-giving water. He restores our soul. He heals us, the God who heals. He doesn't want you sleepy. He doesn't want you thinking, everybody has it. Anxiety is no big deal. He doesn't want you thinking, this is just the way I am. He doesn't want you constantly um, striving um, to come out of the same problem, the same issue. No, he wants to restore you. And he wants the old man to be the old man. Amen? Amen. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Have you ever... Are you you good with directions? I'm okay. I've learned. My husband would probably say different. But I've learned. I'm pretty good now. Um, And I have my fancy gadgets. So they lead me where I want to go. But have you ever been following directions? And man, you are like convinced you are so lost. This happens to me a lot. And I'm like, there's turning down the music. Because, you know, you can't think when music's playing. I'm telling the kids, be quiet. I can't see. And, um, you know, you you feel like there's no way. You're following the directions. But this is totally not right. Um, And then all of a sudden the thing says, turn left at the next light. And you're like, I can't, there's no way. And then you turn left and you're there. Has that ever happened to you? Just me? Okay. Um, listen, if I drive by myself, it happens to me all the time because I'm just sure that it's not the right place. If I'm following my pop or Dan, man, I don't even look at the street signs. I don't even look at the, I, I just keep going. I just follow the car right in front of me. And magically we're there. It's great. Why? Because I trust them to lead me. Um, they're both really great with directions and they're my guys, so I I trust them. I don't even bother looking around or wondering where we are. I just go. Our Father, our Shepherd, leads us in the path of righteousness for His namesake, for our good and for His glory. He opens pathways for His pleasure, right? He leads us so that we can bring honor to His name. Um, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know if you might disagree with me, but the right way sometimes feels like the wrong way. Um, I, I get frustrated sometimes when I hear believers say, well, I'm just waiting for it to feel right. I'm just waiting for... Man, no. You wait for the Lord to lead you. You wait for the confidence that comes from the Holy Spirit. Our, in our humanness, the right way can feel wrong. Just like when I'm following directions, it's so right, but I can't imagine it because I'm trying to figure it out on my own. When we follow the shepherd, it's good. When we follow the Lord of all, it's good. But if we try to figure it out on our own, even the right way with the Father can feel wrong. So I want to encourage you to um, don't listen to your own mind. Instead, say, okay, Lord, I will follow you. I don't know if this is right or not, but I will go. I will follow you and I will trust you. I will trust that it is for my good and your glory. With humility, I come. Um, You know, my dad and I do worship together. I lead worship, and um, 
he leads the musicians and we are good friends and we have a good relationship um the worship team gets a sneak peek into what i like to call the stacy and pastor show because sometimes it gets funny um but we work really well together uh sometimes in worship um I'll go off script. A lot of times I do. But I look over at him. I start to go somewhere else. And I look at him and I see him. You know, he's leading the rest of the team. So I'm, I'm leading, you know, the church and I'm like, yes, Lord. And then he's got to follow me and back me and then pull everybody else with it. So I'll start to go somewhere else. And, um, he looks at me like only a father can with such love and benevolence and is like, okay. We'll go there, and he gets everyone to follow me, right? Um, but sometimes, sometimes I start to go somewhere else, and I look over at him, and he's like, he does not meeting my eye at all, and he's like, mm-mm. And I know he's thinking, nope, you do not want to go there. The team is not going to, we're not going there. We're going to stay right here. And, you know, it's better, and, and we do it, and I, it's great, and um, it works. But I feel like the Lord is like that with us sometimes, especially as we grow in Christ. We, um, one of the really the most challenging things is to assume you know the will of God. Assume you know that, you, you assume you know the path the good shepherd is going to take. Um, and it's not bad. It's rooted in the word. Um, it's rooted in the, in the gospel and, and the direction that the Lord is taking you. I mean, it's not bad for me to, you know, sing the verse five times if I wanted to. And sometimes, um, my kind father, uh, lets me do that. I know that he's probably thinking, it's not, it's not where we're supposed to go, but it's okay. And it's, it's blessed. Anyway, the Lord does that with us. Sometimes we do things on our own and I can just see him up there like, it's not, it's not where I'm going, but because I love you and because I know that you're trying to trust me, I'll, I'll allow it. Um, and other times I know the Lord just pulls us back. Does anyone, are you with me on that? Um, I want to encourage you to remember the Lordship of Christ and remember that he leads us in his righteousness, not our, not our way, his path. And his path is always good. Even if it feels wrong to us in our humanness, you'll see all of a sudden, you'll take that left turn and you'll say, oh, I see what you were doing all along, Lord. Why didn't you tell me? Um, I have those moments with the Father a lot. Why didn't you just tell me? Thank you, Lord. Um, so my kids are home. We're, we're doing remote learning, and it's not homeschooling. Mom, thank you for homeschooling me. I loved it. Uh, remote learning is not homeschooling. It's challenging. And um, I have one, my, one of my kids, my son, can get his work done for the whole week in like one day. He loves it. He thinks it's great. Um, his teacher has actually been wonderful and has um, had him... Uh, creating new assignments. It's been great. But my other two forget it. They just want to daydream all day. So thankfully all their teachers are wonderful and have worked with me. One of the things we've been doing instead of some of the schoolwork is um, reading and watching the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. They're wonderful. If you haven't read them or seen the movies, please do so. I would encourage you parents to read the books out loud to your kids, even if they're little and they don't understand. It's incredible imagery and it is so, um, it will breathe just new revelation over them as they grow and know who Christ is. In the books, um, Jesus Christ, Savior of the world, is represented by Aslan, the lion. So we were doing a 
uh, worksheet, and, and we were just kind of talking about who God is. How do we imagine God um, since we can't see him? And of course, all my kids said a lion because Aslan is so wonderful. He's so strong and mighty. His roar breaks chains. And yet he walks with us and he snuggles with us. And I was thinking about that led me into a deeper thought of how I see God. And um, go with me on this. But I kind of see God as like a Viking king. Not like one of those clean, like wimpy kings that's, you know, in the palace while his armies are fighting. You know what I'm talking about? I saw, I watched a documentary on Vikings not too long ago on the History Channel, and I was mesmerized because they are a people group who um, were hungry for spirituality. They did not find Christ, I don't think, but they were hungry for spirituality. Um, they, men and women fought equally and were enslaved equally. The kings fought alongside their men, but um, walked in tremendous authority. Um, you, would, you can imagine a big Viking king, strong, mighty, swords, like holding their, their son, you know, and laughing one minute and then um, like beheading someone the next. That's how I imagine God. Um, think about it. He is the mightiest king. He is the strongest warrior. He is Lord of all, and yet he holds us he walks with us, he eats with us, um, he laughs with us, he comforts us in, in, in our tears, he grieves with us, he mourns with us. He is mighty, but he is with us. Um, so the next, the next verse says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. Can you just... Can you just think of that for a minute. The Lord um, is our shepherd. He takes us like wandering, aimless sheep. He gives us the richest soil to live in. He leads us beside the most um, luxurious, blissful peace and love. Um, He heals us. He restores us. He fills us. He leads us down good paths. Um, He directs every step. And then all of a sudden, the language begins to change. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Man, I just picture that Viking king walking with us. So tough, so able, right? Um, I've shared this story before, but we sleep trained our kids. Um, out of desperation when they were little because we had a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and a newborn. And yes, I'll take all the amens on that. Um, and they just all cried all the time at night. And so we sleep trained them. And my son especially, my, my husband would go stand by the door. I was with the other two. And he would say, Daddy's here. Good night. Daddy's here. And Jack would scream Daddy on the top of his lungs. And then Dan would take some steps backwards saying, Daddy's here. Good night. You know, and it would just keep going, and Dan would like sneak down the hall, and Jack would keep saying, you know, Daddy, Daddy. Um, but something ha- something would happen every night without fail. There would be like eight minutes of just like torturous crying, and you just are ready to run in there and pick him up. And then all of a sudden, his cries would change to, Daddy, 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 Daddy. And he would lull himself to sleep saying, Daddy. Um, Daddy is still his choice to go to bed with at night. He's the safest and the coziest. But, man, I love that because 
he was so scared. He was so, he hated being in there alone. But he knew that his dad was there. He couldn't see him, but he knew that he was there. And the thought that he was not alone was enough to comfort him into sleep. We sometimes walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I have been there. When I hear those words, I can feel the old heartache. I can feel the pain. I know that some of you are there right now. But the Lord leads us, and he doesn't want you to sit there. He doesn't want you to sleep there. He doesn't want you to lay there. He wants you to walk through it, and he is walking with you. Even when you can't see him, he is there. That same little boy is a big boy now. He's nine, but man, he does not like shadows. And his room, especially the way the street light comes in, there's a lot of shadows in his room. And frequently I have to brush my hand in the shadow. See, there's nothing here. It's just a shadow. It's not real. The valley of death feels so real. It feels, it is so painful. It is lonely. It feels hopeless. But it's not real. Because we serve a God, we follow a shepherd who has conquered death. He has conquered our enemies. We can walk from victory to victory. So if you are in the valley today, I want to remind you that it is not for staying in. It is not for setting up camp in. Sometimes the valley seems really long that it can kind of get comfortable. It is not for you. It's not your place. Um, Get up and walk through it. Call his name. Call your daddy. Call your shepherd. Let him lead you right out. And when you're in the deepest, darkest part, remember that it's not real. It's just a shadow. Victory is yours. Life is yours. Wholeness is yours. The same shepherd that leads you beside the greenest, richest pastures and the oasises of peace, the same God who restores you and heals you and pulls you out of darkness will walk with you in the valley. The valley is not for death. It is instead a place where we trust and we hope, and we grow, we sing, we worship in the valley. (sighs) Lord, even when your path takes me through the deepest darkness, fear will not conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me, and you lead me all the way through. If you are in that valley, I want to remind you that there is an enemy who wants to keep you there. He wants you to feel weak and tired, and unable to continue. He wants you to feel comfortable. He wants you to um, begin to look at your valley like it's home. It is not your home. It is not for you. It is not good, and it is not real. So get up and wake up and walk through and walk, walk towards the shepherd who knows you by name, who leads you besides all goodness, who provides everything that you need. Um, the next verse says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Jehovah Ezer, the Lord my help. The shepherd wants his sheep to thrive. The shepherd wants his sheep to be healthy and whole and good. He wants to keep them moving, right? The shepherd holds us. We see lots of examples in the word about how the shepherd holds his sheep close. He's a good father. He wants to hold you. But man, when we wander, the shepherd is not above using his staff to pull us back, right? I know that staff well. He pulls us right back. We walk through the valley of darkness and we're staying there too long. He will pull us back. Let him. Let him today. 
um, you know, shepherds of old used their rod, um, the hook part, to pull the sheep, and the sturdy part to hit the sheep. And um, sometimes it would actually break their leg. Have you ever felt broken by the Lord? Now, this is only good for sheep. This is not good, like, in people relationships. But the shepherd sometimes would break his sheep's leg to get him close, and then he would put him on his shoulder and carry him and restore him and love him back. Um, man, I, I hope that I'm in a place where when God corrects me and pulls me close, it is comforting. It is um, a relief. Have you ever been in so much trouble? Man, oh, I, this is not, I wasn't going to tell you this, but when I was 16 or 17, Dad, I know you remember this. I got in big trouble. I made a very poor choice. Don't don't remember it if you don't know it. If you don't can't think of it. Um, I made a poor choice, and I got caught, and I had to face the music. And my dad and I sat on our front porch, and he stared at me. I want to say hours. I don't know if that's accurate, but it certainly felt like it. Hours, okay? I could barely meet his face because I knew I was so wrong. Hours. It was torture. I don't even want to think about it anymore. Stop it. It was so bad. I was so wrong. And he was, he had to correct me. But you know what? He stood up and he walked over to me at the end of the torturous staring and thinking. And he hugged me. And it was such a relief because I know I was still in trouble and there were consequences that I had to face and I did. But man, Knowing that he loved me enough to even sit with me out there and to hug me after it, I just, I will never forget that feeling of relief. Um, I know even with my children, it's the same thing. Like they're in so much trouble and then I pull them close and you just feel their body like melting. The Lord loves you. He leads you. He's with you in the darkest dark and his authority is our strength. His um, correction is our peace. Um, the comfort in his um, direction removes all fear. So I want to encourage you this morning, if you feel like, man, you're just like, you can't get it right, let his correction actually be your strength. Let his um, strong arm guiding you be a relief because he leads you into goodness. He leads you out of the valley. All right? All right. Um, the next verse says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I love it. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our standard of victory. This is where the Viking king comes back, man. Um, he prepares a table before us, prepares a table. He sets a table. That implies um, intention and care. How many of you set a beautiful table at Christmas time um, or holidays? You do it with intention. You want it to be just right, right? He prepares a feast for us. Um, my, growing up, we always had a lot of people at our table. My parents have a big old round table, and a lot of people can fit. Um, for Christmas, I, Dan got me a long table. I really wanted one because I, I love sitting at the table with my family and with friends and um, communing with them, sharing food with them, being intimate with them, right? It's the best thing. I love that. I love to linger after a meal and just be with each other. The Lord prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Man, I just see that Viking king coming out right in the middle of the battle looking at the enemy of our souls like dead on and being like come on 
come on girl, come and sit down with me. I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to associate with you. I'm going to honor you by feeding you. I'm going to stare down the enemy right in the middle of this battle and say, see this, see her? She's mine. She's my warrior and I'm with her and I'm taking care of her and I'm feeding her and I'm um, in the presence of the darkness, the enemies. He's like, this girl belongs to me. I'm intimate with her and I'm communing with her. You get that? Let that sink in for a minute. We sing that all the time. There's a table you prepare for me in the presence of my enemies. Right? This is how we fight our battles. The Lord is the mightiest king. The language has changed now. We are no longer sheep. We are now sitting at a table. We have grown because of his provision, because of his leading, right? Because of his restoration, because we have followed him through the valley, because we have honored his correction and allowed his strength to be, to be our strength. And then right in the middle of the battle, of the mess, of the hardship, he's like, hold on. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to let the enemy know that this battle is one and this girl belongs to me. She's my warrior. I'm with her. I'm associating with her. I I honor her. I'm here. Man, catch that. I wish I could see your face. I hope that you're, you're catching that with me today. When my enemies dare to fight, he becomes our delicious feast. When we are in the presence of our enemies, he is with us. He sits with us and he calls us his. That is so good. The next line says he anoints our head with oil. Um, sheep, back to sheep, they're dumb. When they get bugs in their ears, bugs actually can go in their ear and go into their brain and cause like total havoc. And the sheep don't know what to do. So they actually bang their head against the wall to get rid of like the buzzing um, until they, they die sometimes. And shepherds of old pour oil over their sheep's head, it runs down, covers their ears so that these Bugs can't go in and can't cause trouble. Man, the enemy wants to whisper in your ear. He wants to tell you that you don't have a place at the table. He wants to tell you that you're not ready. He wants to pull you back into the valley of the deepest dark, right? But no, our God, Lord of all, King of kings, who leads us and guides us, who provides what we need, who fills us with peace, um, Our God who prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies, he anoints our head with oil. He anoints us with the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord, our holiness, our sanctification. To anoint means to fatten, to build up, to lift up. He anoints you. We have the most beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit who... um, praise on our behalf, who leads us, who guides us, who has as close as our next breath. If you've ever heard me speak before, I love to remind the church to take a deep breath because that is how close the Father is. That is how close the Spirit is, ready to to guide you, to lead you, to pray for you, and to speak for you. He anoints your head with oil, church. He covers your ears so you cannot hear the lies of the enemy. He covers your eyes so you cannot see the distractions. He covers you so that you can walk with the power of the Holy Spirit. The next verse says, my cup overflows. Have you ever gone into places and the Lord is just like bringing people into your path and you're like, what is going on? You're praying for people left and right. You're having phone calls where the, where you know the Lord is guiding every word. Yeah, you know why? Because he anoints your head with oil until your cup overflows and then it begins to touch everything that you touch. It begins to bless everything that you touch. Those paths of righteousness 
righteousness that he what he pulls you on that he leads you on they are now covered in the holy spirit they are now covered overflowing from your life Whew. got hot in here for a second the fragrance of the holy spirit covers you and he anoints you he calls you he gives you what you need and your cup overflows you are saturated with his goodness I'm talking about my husband a lot, but he is a good example of a good shepherd. He leads our family well. Um, Dan is super generous. Like our kids know, if they ask him for a sip of like spicy juice ginger ale, he'll get, he'll take out a little cup and he'll pour a little cup, you know, for him. If they ask for a bite, he'll give them their own. Um, if you ask him for a dollar, he'll give you five, right? The Lord is so benevolent. He's so good. He wants to continue to pour out his spirit on you until it overflows, till you are so full that it's touching all around you. This life blows my mind, okay? Because we don't have to search for a ministry. We don't have to strive for a purpose. We don't have to look for ways to be used by the Lord. When we simply follow this tremendous guide to life, when we just follow him as the shepherd and walk in the fullness of life, restored, walking through the valley, knowing the shadows are not real, sitting at his table in the presence, allowing him to call us his own, um, being blessed by his correction and his strength, he anoints us with oil, our sanctification and our holiness. He overflows our cup. Jehovah Mana, he is our portion, right? And then suddenly those opportunities will be in your path because you're following him. I had a really good example of this. This God was speaking to me through this psalm. And um, I went to BJ's before all this happened. And um, the Lord, there was this woman in front of me. And I know that it was because... I was so desperate for communion with the Lord. I was so um, soaking in the slow, sacred moments with him that he was revealing himself to me. I looked at her, and I heard the Lord right tell me to hug her. So I hugged her. Not my norm. I like to hug, but not strangers and BJs. She began to speak to me in a language I didn't understand. I began to speak to her in a language she didn't understand. We hugged for a cool minute, and the Holy Spirit was just all over it. I don't know what happened, but something happened. I mean, I, I could cry right now thinking about it. I don't know what happened, but something happened because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit that he poured over my life. Something happened that my cup overflowed. Something happened. Her cup was overflowing. She was ministering to me. The Lord will lead you to the opportunities if you just follow him, the good shepherd. The last line of this psalm says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Passion Translation says, Why would I fear the future? Your goodness and your love pursue me all the days of my life. And then afterward, when my life is through, I will return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. This psalm begins pulling us to follow him and it ends with him leading us into an eternal relationship with him it begins in a richness in the pasture right in the soil and peace and it ends in his presence that's so beautiful that's so heavy that's so wonderful <sighs> Jehovah Chalek Someone help me. My inheritance, 
goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The king leads us from richness. Sometimes we go through the valley. He prepares a table for us in the presence of, his enemy, of our enemies, and he leads us into his fullness. And right behind us, we're following the shepherd. Right behind us, goodness and mercy are there. They're like picking up all the extras, right? They're like influencing the people around us. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Uh, what does the passion say? Goodness and love pursue you. It's like the king's in front of us, the Viking king, the good shepherd, whatever kind of king you want to you know, use in your imagination, the mightiest warrior. And goodness and mercy are right behind us, following us right into his presence. Amen. Man, I want to invite you to the slow and sacred. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you're a free spirit. And um, the idea of reading the same thing every day is like... God's word is so powerful. It's living. It speaks to us. I want to invite you to change how you meet with him. To read the word in a new way that your brain is not compensating for what you think you know. To allow him to breathe new life over you. Maybe you're battle-worn. Maybe you're sleepy. Maybe your sword is dull. Maybe you are stuck in a routine. Maybe this is your practice, what I'm doing now that's so exciting for me. Maybe this has been your practice for many years and you need to change your posture. It's not bad. It's not bad to have a routine with the Lord, but it's better to allow him to breathe new life, right? I feel like the Lord wants to awaken you to new revelation. Um, He wants to build you and mold you. Uh, He wants to establish you in his word where you're allowing it to speak to you in a fresh way. Um, I'm going to very boldly and confidently say that um, I, I love a victory song. You know me. You see me worship. I love a victory song. I love a shout of praise. But I have come to love the slow, sweet, sacred moments where the Lord leads me and speaks to me and sings over me. I have learned that rest is war. So I want to call you to war in rest. I want to call you to pray different for the things that you are believing for in such a big way. You, you can sing, I'm going to see a victory all day. But sometimes he just wants you to be quiet and rest in his presence. Sit at his table. Commune with him. Be intimate with him. And see what he does while you're not even looking. I wanna, we're going to read this one more time. And then I'm going to have Pastor come back. This psalm is so beautiful. It's poetry. And it is comforting in death. But it is... It is life-giving in life. It is refreshing in life. <clears throat> Church, there are, there are things to be done. There are words to be said. There are books to be written. There are, there are melodies to be played. There are dances to be danced that break chains. There are prophetic voices that are being tucked into bed at night by you. There are businesses that need to be grown to further the kingdom. There are hands that need to be held by you. Pick up your sword that is living. 
Use it in a new way. Don't let it get dull or heavy. He leads us. He guides us. He breathes life over us. And in the presence of the deepest darkness, he says, she's mine. And he holds us. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives your life. He opens before you pathways to his pleasure and leads you along his footsteps of righteousness so we can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when the path takes me through the valley of deepest dark, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely. You become my delicious feast when the enemies dare to fight me. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink until it overflows. So why do I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence forever. Amen. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and then I'm going to have Pastor come back. Um, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that your word is alive, and you speak to us. You speak to us in victory cries, and in shouting, and in dancing, and rejoicing. And you speak to us in the still, in the soft, and in the sacred. So I pray, Father, that you begin to open new waters of revelation, that you begin to open our hearts and our minds to hear you fresh. We thank you for this psalm that is a comfort in death and sorrow, but a guide in life. Lord, I pray for the church, for our church, for this church, for your church. I pray that we will be emboldened to begin to live as though you are indeed our shepherd, Lord of all, that we begin to live knowing that in the valley you are there. In the battle, you are there. And in the end, you lead us into your presence. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the slow and sweet. We thank you for the sacred. We thank you for the discipline that is freedom. And I ask that you Father, in a new way. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Stacy, for your words today. Uh, you really touched our hearts in, on many different levels. Uh, let me just reiterate verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. And the last verse, because he's my shepherd, I will dwell in his house forever. There's only one way to have that guarantee that we'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's by having the Lord as our shepherd. I know we just prayed. I just want to pray a prayer of invitation. Uh, some of you may not be so sure that the Lord is your shepherd. And one way to make sure is to ask him to be your shepherd. So I'm going to pray that prayer, and then we're going to close off. Lord God, thank you for your word, Psalm 23. Lord, right now, each of us come to this place in our lives where we, we ask you, Lord God, Lord Jesus, would you, would you become my shepherd today? Would you come into my life, Lord, and, and set my path according to your will for my life? I admit I'm a sinner. I admit I fall short. I admit I get lost. 
I need a shepherd. I ask you, Jesus, come into my life and guide my steps. I believe in Jesus, the one who died on the cross and rose from the grave and ascended to heaven with a promise to come back again. I receive this Jesus as my shepherd now. Lord, that you will cleanse me, forgive me of my sins, and set my set my feet on the right path so that I could say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let it begin today. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Uh, we'll be with you tonight at 6 for our hour of prayer. Please get in touch with us through Facebook, email, our website, uh, our phone, whatever, whichever way you can. Uh, we'd love to uh, communicate with you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.